How's it going? How's your day? How's your soul? My name's Nina, and this is my first episode, so I might be terrible at this. And uh, if you don't like it, that's okay. You don't have to listen. This isn't in your face. But I wanted to make this for the people who seek truth. I wanted to make this for myself as a journal. And mostly, I wanted to let that one person know who might find this. You're not alone. You're not alone in your questions. You're not alone in your endeavor for truth. And you're not alone in the hope that we as a collective can improve and become better and more collaborative and less divided. I think we've been putting some very seriously interesting times for the last little while. I mean, <laughs> let's be real for most of our lives, but things are a lot more prevalent now than they've ever been. And anyone who went to a convoy, yes, I said it, so I'm sorry if you're a hater, but anyone who went to that, they experienced something. Anyone who went to an overpass, they experienced something that is beyond the physical. I have no words to describe what it was other than feeling as if your heart was high on love. <laughs> that sounds ludicrous, but I don't know what else to say. There was this certainty, this knowing that as soon as everything came together, as soon as we all got together, as soon as the energy, once you were in the space of another person, there was love there. It was just raw, impenetrable, unbreakable. It was fused amongst us and within us. And so while we're facing some very interesting information right now, while we're dealing with many, many, many different hurdles across the world, I think the pursuit of truth is the absolute most important thing right now. That's our job. The one thing this convoy or protest really brought forward for me, because there were many protests prior to it that I didn't feel excited by, I didn't feel moved into, and I didn't feel the need to participate in. And to be fair, I had a shitty experience crossing a three-day-old protest group. I thought they were my people. <laughs> they fucking weren't. They were rude. They called everybody sheep on the streets. Dude, I'm with you, so why are you calling me a sheep? That's, I don't want to listen to your message. That's fucking ignorant. It's disrespectful. It's hurtful. People don't come together on hate. They come together in love. People come together in unity. And so if you are someone who is upset and hurt and feels violated by the things that have happened over the last little while and you're angry, like, who are you giving that authority to your feelings? Are you in charge or no? I say this with compassion because I didn't understand how much of my authority I handed out to people until I learned about it. We've been trained. Um, that sounds conspiratorial, but it's not. Think about it. Your parent would give you a consequence if you didn't do something. Your school would take something away if you didn't listen. We've been conditioned to give up our authority and to let somebody else decide how we get to feel about something in a sense. Whether that was they threatened us so we felt fearful or they, you know, coerced us so we felt optionless. We are sitting in a situation right now where we have to be very deeply aware of what types of authority we're giving a say in who we are and what we do. Which brings me to my point of this first episode. We have a very interesting system. It's called democracy, but... At the same time, we have to vote a single person to represent thousands of voices. And honestly, at the end of the day, people are not infallible. People are people. They're influenceable. They're blackmailable. They can be fearful. And that's all understandable. To take a position of power, to take a position of influence in politics is probably no easy job. But nonetheless, it is a job and it's an important one and one that they should be held accountable for no matter what. There's still something that we have to do as civilians, as people who voted 
Whether for them or for someone else, regardless, they are the person who holds the voice for you. So, every province has a voting opportunity or will be voting and has already voted, depending on where you are, on whether or not to extend this emergency act. Ours in Ontario is called the Reopening Ontario Act Bill 195. And on March 31st of 2022, they're going to vote on that. And the only way to make them speak for you is to tell them what you want them to say. I'm not going to tell you what to tell them to say, but I want you to understand that if they maintain this act, they can roll out mandates on a whim without any recourse, without any liability for the most part, and without your consent, which means we are going to live in a state of the flu comes every now and again and we constantly go back to masking or lockdowns. Like, yes, I understand people are rolling things back, but here's the situation. I never really understood politics deeply. I've always just looked at them like criminals because they fuck most of them are. (laughs) I'm not saying there aren't good people there. There are good people in every industry and there are bad people in every industry. And I'm not naive enough to believe that one is overpowered by the other. Although with Klaus Schwab's little speech that has been circulating the internet, it certainly hasn't given me a lot of faith in the Liberal Party or the NDP of Canada (laughs) or any of the Conservatives even. Oh, guys, what a big mountain to climb. Let's start with what's most important, what's on the table right now, what's ahead of us in 30 days, roughly. This vote, at least in Ontario. Unfortunately for Saskatchewan, yours has already been extended. But that doesn't mean you can't write to your people and ask them to revoke it. They have that power. There is absolutely no reason or excuse for them not to revoke if enough people ask. Just as those who vote this coming March 31st, all of them should be very well aware of how you feel and what you expect. And whether or not you'll give them continued support based on that. Again, I can't tell you what to say. I don't think that's right. I also don't think it's right to tell you how to how to live your life. I just, I think we can all weigh in and give options and opinions. But at the end of the day, it always falls down to you. You are your ultimate authority. And I respect the shit out of that for every individual. There are definitely limits if you're disgustingly sick. And what I mean by that is you do bad things to other people intentionally or because you have some sort of need for that, I don't have a lot of space or forgiveness for you. But for anybody else who's just scared, has been manipulated, fallen into the propaganda, um, spewing hate with very little recourse or, uh, sorry, research or effort to see both sides, I am not mad at you and I forgive you because I get it. Life is overwhelming right now. It's not easy to dig for solid information 24-7. It is so much easier to turn on one channel and be like, yes, this is what I needed. Or, fuck, this is where we are right now. Because that seems to be more the MO of the media these days. They really are working very diligently not to provide us with any little semblances of happiness. The amount of people they bullied out of the experience that happened in Ottawa. And I do say bullied because they struck fear. They made it seem dangerous. They made it seem hateful, racist, misogynist. It was none of that. And I can say that, unlike a lot of people who have tried to say the opposite, because I actually went every single weekend. Every day that I was off, I was there because I had to see for myself because I'm tired of being told what I think. I'm tired of being told how something is, which is why the current situation we're dealing with in Europe right now is questionable. It is. I'm not saying there aren't people suffering. There probably friggin' are. But the fact is the media has no credibility and neither do the governments right now. And so the whole point of me starting this episode was not to be on a bad note. Hell no. We're winning. We win. It just is. Good always triumphs. And when your intentions are good and you're not motivated by power and finance, you win. Whether it's you as a person or your idea living on through you or through the concept you pass on to someone else, it does not matter. Good always wins. 
and we win. Freedom wins. Truth wins. Love wins. I know that sounds a little dramatic, but it's from the depth of who I am. That is what it is. That is how this is going down. However, I definitely think we're in for a bit of a rocky ride. And I think the sooner we come to terms with that and prepare ourselves for it, the better off we'll be, the easier it'll be for all of us, and the more communal we can work together to get through whatever is thrown our way. Again, part of the reason I've started this is to build that community, to find those people, to learn from them, to hopefully give them something they didn't know. And for anyone who doesn't agree with any of the things I've been saying, I want to hear from you too. I want to have that difficult conversation. I enjoy a challenging conversation. One, because I need to learn how to control my emotions when I have ideas. We all need to work on that. And two, because I want to be able to not agree with you and still have love and respect for you. And I've been really good at doing it the last little while from people I know and seeing them take a different position than me. I don't attack their ideas. I ask them where they got them from, how they got there. I want to understand how we all got so far away from sharing some, some values. I want to understand how we got so far away from being able to just talk to each other and be okay with not agreeing, being okay with having a different view, being okay with having a different life experience, which has given you that view. This is like in Canada, especially we're a multicultural nation and that's fucking awesome. There are people who have come here to get, escape communism. There are people who have come here to escape war zones. There are people who have come here just for a better opportunity for more rights for their daughters for more rights for their gay child. This is a beautiful place filled with every walk of life ever made. There's not as much hate here as the media wants to portray. And I will say, it is not lost on me that the racism card is even being played right now in Ukraine. And I don't even know if it's real. Or is it propagated to upset that community? Because it was propagated with the convoy to upset that community when it was completely inaccurate. And I can say that, and I have the fucking receipt for it, based on that Nazi flag alone. I know where they shot it. That's an impenetrable area. That entire hotel is packed with cops. You're not going in there. And that stair access was blocked by a steel gate. It was also completely invisible unless you leaned over the bridge into the Rideau Canal. So I'm not going to go further into that, but my point is, is I had to learn for myself. I had to take it into my hands and say, fuck this. You're not going to tell me what truth is. I'm going to go find truth. Now, granted, at some case, you have to take information from other people to weigh your information. And I hope that you do. Don't let me be the buck stop for you. Go look for yourself. Tell me if you think you can see that staircase. Because I was also there when the Confederate flag guy was asked to leave. And it was polite and it was honorable and it was respectful. But he was asked to leave. Two flags, two, somehow got walked around over the course of a week that uh, protest and somehow the whole movement, millions of people were dubbed racist and misogynists, anti-vaxxers, anti-maskers, spoiled privileged little people. Really? Do you really think that almost three million fucking Canadians would get together about a mask? Don't you think that would have happened right away? Give me a break. Please just take a deep breath, get out of your feelings and start to look at bigger pictures instead of the immediate moment ahead of you. There are bigger things at play here, much bigger. And I think there's a lot of evidence to, to allude to that. But the, again, not the point of this episode. So let's get back to the good shit. Why am I talking to you today? Well, my friends, we have to write our premieres. We all have to write each provincial premiere. We all, well, I mean, respective provincial premiere from where you are. We all need to reach out to our senators because tons of legislation that is trying to permeate most of these uh, mandates is trying to pass through Senate right now. So 
there's a lot going on. And unfortunately, we're also very distracted. We're not paying attention to the political sphere. And granted, I've never given it much weight my whole life. However, I'm now realizing how naive and irresponsible of me that was. If these people are not held in check by us, they will continue to move forward without us, or at least without our voices being heard. And that's our responsibility to the democracy we live in. That's our responsibility to our future generations, and that's our responsibility to protect our country as it's always been, as we've known it. And for most of us who got to experience Ottawa or a protest or an overpass, and when I say protest, I mean like the love energy protest, not whatever the hell I experienced in Toronto on day three. That is something. (laughs) That is power. And it's power from a place where no violence is necessary. It's power from a place that emanates deep within you. And we all have it, and that's why there was such a certainty of winning. And we have to get back to that, and we get back to that by taking back our power. And we take back our power by holding the people who get to sign documents in and out of legislation accountable, making sure they hear you, making sure they know you're speaking, and that you want something done a certain way. These are your rights. These are their privileges. And when I say that, it's their privilege to serve the people, or it should be. They are not intended to be serving their bank accounts or any investments or industries. And I hope that any that are are exposed for what they do. Truly, I hope that. Because we don't need people like that trying to bring us down in a beautiful state like we are. Like, I believe that we have an opportunity to remind them that they work for us. I think we have an opportunity to let them know that we're watching what they're doing. And we need to be doing that. The government's website should be a place that you're familiar and you understand what's where. Now I get it, that's daunting. That's a lot to take in and take on. I'm not asking you to do above and beyond. I will do my best to keep keep updated and include little tidbits on what is coming up that we need to fight back on. And what's coming up right now for Ontario specifically and likely every other province except for Saskatchewan. Again, I'm so sorry that happened to you guys. You have to stop the emergency acts. Again, ours is Bill 195, the Reopening Act of Ontario. You need to write your MPP, you need to write your premier, and you need to tell them no. Well, sorry, let me rephrase. Tell them what you want, but consider this. That emergency act is a bridge that allows them to enforce and implement any mandates they seem fit, they deem without votes. Every time it it gets extended, they don't have to get permission. So the only process of permission is this vote. And then after that, they ride the wave for three months. We must let them know this has to stop. We have to work hard together to make an effort to protect the the rights that we've been promised, the rights that I don't think many of us have ever had to do anything to defend. Now it's our responsibility to protect the future. It's our responsibility to protect the rights that we've been given, take matters back into our own hands a little bit. And that's our responsibility to hold people accountable who've been abusing that privilege. So I think I could talk about a lot of different truths and, and ways that I've gotten to this point, and I will over time. But for right now, I just wanted to touch on a few things. Key point being, please, please go hold your fucking members of parliament accountable for their job and make sure they represent your voice. Two, work on our ability to have patience and compassion. Work on our ability to not agree with people and still have love in your heart for them. This is critical in my opinion. This is almost more important than fighting your political or not fighting, but advocating for your political beliefs. This is more important than that because the collective healing is much more powerful in the long run, regardless of government. The power of the people is immeasurable, untapped, uncapped. It's, it's limitless potential. I realize there's a lot to try and unpack. And I realize that there's so much we don't know. And there's so much we'll probably never be able to know because information constantly disappears. Gotta love the internet. 
We have an obligation to each other to stay loving, stay compassionate. We need to take the energy that we all, whatever we got from that convoy, whatever, whatever that energy was that was just there that you were like, I don't know what I'm walking into. Because I remember the first day I went, I was like, oh my gosh, what if there's a provocateur? What if, what if Antifa's here? What if something violent happens? What if these people are bad people like they said in the media? I mean, dudes, as much as I've paid attention for as long as I've paid attention, that doesn't mean I'm not susceptible to bullshit too. I am. I had fear. And then we actually went there. <laughs> and then I actually met people. They were just like me or you. And there was something happening all around us that wasn't physical. I can't, I don't even know how to put it into words. But whatever that was, that was beyond power. That was beyond government. That was beyond anything I've ever witnessed in humanity firsthand. I would, I would probably akin it to maybe what Woodstock felt like or when people were fighting the Vietnam War. And they all came together in peace and love for a common goal of protecting people from fighting wars for powerhouses who sit in their fucking high castles and do not feel the brunt end of any object, but instead subject their citizens to it. I fucking hate war. And I just feel that we are currently entering a mental war while also a physical war. And it's good that we're prepared for everything and anything, and that's probably some of what I'll cover on this show. But that being said, right now, you have two tasks. One, work on your compassion and your ability to give patience to people who are having a hard time. Understand that just because you have found strength in this moment, that doesn't mean they have. And for that, we have to love them through this. Love them back to their strength. And you do that with compassion and patience. And the other thing, which I've already said, but I'm just going to say it one more time because, guys, really, the key message here, the takeaway, the call to action... Write your premieres and MPPs. Yes. Please, please, please. Just do it. I get it. It's a bit of an ass. Pain in the ass. It's an ass. It's, yeah. I mean, this whole situation is ass. Let's be honest. I mean, if you really like ass, that might, might not translate well, but fuck it. Let's move forward. It's so easy to run off on a tangent when so many things are happening at the same time, you know? And it's really easy to get distracted right now. So I... I I'm with most of you, I think, in trying to sift and sort and know where to put my time and energy to know what to be paying attention to and to, to try and understand how to discern what I'm trying to understand. <laughs> We're relearning how to be right now. And there are plenty of forces that would like to put us into a box and have us only read what's written on the wall that they put there themselves. That might sound conspiratorial, but that's the facts. You can just gauge it on if you went to the convoy and then read a newspaper. That in and of itself, the police reports when the uh, emergency act was put in place for the riot police. If you watched a single live that day, you know damn right that the police, the Ottawa police, were lying. And you know, you know that somehow love still prevailed. Even when they brutalized people, they beat a veteran, they hit a woman in the head and, and unnecessarily with the brunt end of a gun. They trampled a woman in a walker. With a walker, sorry, not in a walker. Seriously? No one was injured? Really? Okay, okay. So, while there are receipts for all of this, and yes, I do have them safely stored, we're not going to focus on that. I'm just using this as a great example of misinformation. We have an obligation to protect the truth and to keep receipts offline, hard storage, cold storage, whatever you want to call it. And we need to do that because at this point, truth is subjective based on the platform that is delivering it. And while I will do my best to stay as unbiased as I can, and what I mean by that is to give as many facts as possible from all sides, 
of course I have my biases. I'm well aware of them. I suspect everyone's a little bit of a crook. <laughs> if they have even an ounce of power. But that doesn't mean I won't give them the benefit of the doubt. That doesn't mean I won't hear what they have to say. Because compassion is more important than my ego. Trying to learn and hear and understand and respect each other is more important than being right. So we have to fight for the truth. We have to advocate for it. And we have to work together to keep it alive. Don't let small-minded people with big ideas shut down the truth. Fight for your right. And in this case, truly fight for your rights. Uh, in the charter. Whether they're small or big, it does not matter because once you let one thing slide, it can be a ripple effect or it can be an avalanche of things that suddenly fall to the wayside and we're not going to be those people. We're fucking Canadians. We're strong. We're polite. We're loving. And we're from everywhere, which is what makes us so fucking special and worth fighting for. So let's do this together. Let's fight for our freedoms. Let's protect them. And let's remind the people who are working in parliament, they work for us and they need to do the right thing. And if they don't, they won't be having our support anymore going forward, and we will find the right people to move forward and speak for us, with or without them. So they have an opportunity now to maintain their relationship with us. Remind them of that. I hope this wasn't a negative feeling. Truly, I hope you get to walk away feeling like, shit, yeah, not only am I going to take that action, but yeah, I'm going to light that love energy back up inside of me, and I'm just going to go spread that shit like sunshine. <laughs> I'm not kidding, though. Really, go do that. Spread the love, man. Help people start healing from the shit they've endured. Be part of that change you wish to see in the world. And if you can, just try to pay a little more attention. Try to outsource more, more locations for information. Try to give yourself more of a full spectrum on things. And uh, let me know what you think. <laughs> All right, this is Nina signing off of episode one. Love you. Peace. Have a great day. <laughs>